Prostitution, the world's oldest profession. Illegal in most places in the world, and, like all things related to sex, a taboo subject we rarely discuss. But, in the rural counties of Nevada, where the West is still wild, pay for play is legal. My name is Jim, and for the last 20 years I've been a customer of the legal brothel system in Nevada. From its lavish high-end resort properties, to its small shacks in the middle of nowhere, from its connections to other arms of the sex industry, to the secrets it keeps from the public. I've seen it all, done most of it, and now I'm going to share it all with you. Join my friend Larry and I as we take you Behind the Red Light. Hello, wonderful podcast listeners out there, and welcome to Behind the Red Light, your favorite, oh, what happens in a bordello show, I guess would be the best way to put that. Sure. All right, and I am here with our subject matter expert person thing, Jim. I'm a thing now? Oh, I don't know. I, I We uh, can't keep giving ourselves titles. Oh, I'm here with our host thing, Larry. Well, <laughs> well thank you. Thank you. The person of questions and a person of interest. We really don't know what we're doing here. Thank God for the coffee, or would be. Mm, yeah, mm, it's mm, been a mm, had a long night. I did, we, we both did. Yes, we, both we did. did. You were uh, competing with old people uh, in bingo uh, for for uh, Lego, as I understand it. Yes, and you were wrestling around with uh, men in their underpants. Well, I was not. I was outside the ring watching it, which I'm not sure if that makes it sound any better. <laughs> Probably but, uh, not. <laughs> Considering the subject matter of our show, and because we uh, of the subject matter of our show, we have to do the P's and Q's. Right. We do not uh, encourage. No. We do not push you to. No. We are not working for. No. We are not here to advertise for in any way, shape, form, or fashion the brothel industry. No. We are here simply to educate, inform, and entertain. Yes. So if you go do this, don't blame us for any results. No. Actually, that's... Uh... It's something that you have to talk to about yourself, but hopefully we can give you an informed, um, inf- the information you need to properly make the decision that you want to make. Yes, absolutely. And that's where we're at. So, uh, recently, we have been talking about the Chicken Ranch, some place that you're very familiar with. Well, we have, and, and uh, we were talking about, specifically, we were talking about it uh, in reference to what a madam does on that episode. Yes. And I remember at one point we were talking about qualifications to work at a place like this. That was one of the subjects that we we breached on. It's like, what are the qualifications? How does somebody get into that side of the business? Now, and and oddly enough, just last week, there I was sitting there having breakfast and I was scrolling through Facebook. And of course, I'm linked to the Chicken Ranch on Facebook. Big surprise. Mm. And what came up is a job listing for a shift manager there. Which is not a madam, but nevertheless, I immediately thought, oh, I have to download this image. Oh, absolutely. I have to download this screenshot for Larry so that we can go over this. So currently, like right now, folks, this is on there. Three days ago it went up at the time of this recording uh, for the Chicken Ranch. uh, And what they're looking for is a shift manager in their their, uh, Pahrump, Nevada brothel. And here are the here are the listings of things that they're looking for, Larry. Top quality customer service with a smile. You would think. Now let's break down each and every one of these yes. points bit by bit. Why not? Now 
you would need that kind of customer service with a smile considering what kind of customers and your clientele are going to be. Well, certainly you wouldn't want this person at the, the door going, what do you want? Like, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> what do you want? Get your ass in there. Notice how I immediately made it sound like Marge Simpson's sister. And yeah. gave her like this. <laughs> I have no idea why I did that. But I mean, if you think about it, you're going, hey, you know, I'm nervous. I don't really know what I'm doing. Oh, we'll figure it out when you get in there and you just throw them in there yeah. and you're going in there blind and some Somebody's tussling with your your genital region, and then it, right. it could be very, very uncomfortable for you. Yeah, so it, it's it you know definitely requires service with a smile, uh, greeting customers, which is, is, goes right along with that. And I should mention that uh, for listeners who don't um, don't know this, there are several different ways you get into a brothel, but the most common way is that they are there's a fence and you can't just walk in. Right. The doors are are magnetically locked in order to prevent somebody from just walking in and raising hell. So uh, you buzz in. There's like a little buzzer that you hit. And what happens is the shift manager will come to the door and greet you and then buzz you in once she's determined that you're not a psycho killer or something. Uh, so that's that is usually the the process involved. Well, you know, I mean, that, you're giggling, but that's well, no, that's what no, it's for. I, I, it's not, a safety mechanism. I'm not giggling in the aspect that you think, and uh, how you think that I'm giggling. I'm giggling at this person who's answering the door is the first line of defense for the brothel. She is. I mean, if you ultimately think of it, because. There you are, Joe Schmo, you know, and Schmo is another term we need to talk about mm. because I learned what a Schmo was the other day. Mm. Oh, did you? Oh, yes, wow. yes. Okay. We'll put that on the back end of this. Yeah. <clears throat> but you got the fence. You got the video camera up. You look, guy comes. How are you going to find out if the, the the guy's a decent guy? You can tell by the way that he's dressed, the mannerisms, his speech pattern, how he's going to present so, himself. So you legitimately have the gate Keeper, Keeper. Yes. yeah, yeah. Now sometimes it's not the shift manager. I will tell you, depending on how slow the night is, the uh, uh, security might be sitting at the door, in which case it's the security officer. But again, especially at smaller houses, by and large, you know, it'll oftentimes be the shift manager that does the welcoming as you walk in the door. Um, and then there's assisting independent contractors. Boy, that is a uh, that is a very broad description there, my friend. That is a very um, catches catch all industry term that I've heard many a time. Oh man, yeah, that's you know what in this business that is the equivalent of and any other assignment as needed. <laughs> because let me tell you, assisting independent contractors that basically means that you are. Uh, overseeing the girls and assisting them with what they need. And that could be, good Lord, that could be any number of things. You, Where to even begin with that? Well, you would almost have to become a housekeeper in some aspects in case they need, like, fresh linens or something like that. You might be a maintenance man if there's a clog in a drain somewhere. Yeah, well, one of the one You of the might things... have to grab one of those nasty-ass human beings by the collar and throw them out the door. One of my favorite things about... Uh, I, I've mentioned my friend Lorraine Harper on this show several times that was a madam at Sherry's Ranch, which is right next door to the Chicken Ranch. Uh, she discusses in her book a lot how you have to think on your feet with different situations. You know, so it could very well be, you know, one of the girls coming to you saying, this is the costume the guy wants me to wear. A strap has broken. What do I do? 
I need this costume if I'm going to make money. And now the, it's immediately how do we fix this thing and cobble it together and make it work, you know, or something like that. You know, where where I, I, I know that's you, you got the smile on your face. and they, It's but not a smile. It's like, what? But that's that's what I'm saying. Like, with so a, now the shift manager is a seamstress. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it, these these situations, not that specific situation as mentioned in her book. But the reason I bring that up, it was the first thing that came to mind, but there's things like that that happen, and you have to think quick enough on your feet to be able to assist this girl in getting done what needs to be done. You have to be a real problem solver and be really, really fast with it. You know, uh, another one I, that is in Lorraine's book is there was a high-end customer there, and he wasn't happy with the wine that the bar had on site. He wanted something fancier. So Lorraine, thinking quickly, what she did was she went to the, the cabinet in the in the parlor that has just some decorative things in it, and one of the things it had in it was this fancy decanter. And she had the bartender take the take the, the wine out of the normal wine bottle, put it in the decanter, which was a crystal decanter, with the crystal glasses, and had the bartender take it out on a tray. It was the greatest thing he ever tasted. Of course, it's all about presentation it being psychologically... That was how she. That's how she dealt with that problem. That was it is actually in her book, and I I found that to be one of the most amusing things, you know. That just again the problem solving that you have to now, go through. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off so I can delve a little bit mm -hmm. deeper into a couple of the things that we have just recently discussed because you you did mention it being a huge problem solver and the the gentleman the high end client yeah had to be psychologically satisfied that what he was getting was upscale. Right, right. And you did mention uh, breaking of the strap. How fragile of a balance is that where if the customer doesn't get satisfied, it could negatively impact the payoff and the financial well, capabilities of the house? Huh. Wow. That, okay, so that could be impacted in a number of ways. Um, if the customer leaves the brothel unhappy, uh, he potentially, he's probably, especially these days, he's going to leave a bad review someplace, whether that's on Yelp or, you know, whatever. But there are plenty of other websites that, you know, people go to and can post about a brothel experience or whatever, uh, less today than they used to. But again, there are ways that they can express their dissatisfaction. And, of course, customer service scores are just as important for that industry as they are anywhere else. Now, is the customer going to get a refund? No. There are no refunds at a brothel. It's not going to happen. But how would you even go about trying to file for a refund? Well, there are people who have tried, you know, complaining with management or whatever, and they usually find themselves kicked out in some way. Did you get the thing? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You know, so it's there's that. If they become belligerent about it, they're gone. But, um, you know, it's sort of like the thing where, well, did you <laughs> – I'm going to get crass here, folks. Sorry. Did you come? Well, yeah. Well, okay. Then you got what you came here for. You know, ultimately – No, that's what that, – that, that's what – it's like it's like the guy. You're, you 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 came now you go. Yeah, it's like the, yeah, it's like the guy. Well, well, that was the worst steak I ever ate. Yes, but you ate it. You didn't still you? ate it. You didn't send it back. Yeah, you did. Yeah. At at what point during you eating that steak did you say I do not like this steak? This is not for me, and you sent so, it back. So basically, as a customer, you have to the point where you've turned the money over. Once you've turned the money over, unless for whatever reason she can't perform. 
this you're not getting that money back. And even in that case, what's going to happen is they're going to move you to a different girl. Like, for instance, let's say you had an appointment with a girl. You made that arrangement the night before because she was going to wear a certain outfit or whatever. Okay. The next day comes, this girl has explosive diarrhea, the flu. She's a mess. She can't do this. Okay. So now the house has to scramble quickly. Is there anybody else that you would be interested in? Before you go, you go forward <clears throat> with that, how lenient are the, the houses when it comes to a girl getting sick? Well, I mean, certainly, if a girl is sick and can't go, she can't go. Yeah. I mean, it's that's the way it is. And no then you'll pollute your client base. Right. They're not gonna. They're definitely not going to make her do. No, there's nothing like that would happen. But what would happen is the house is now going to scramble because this guy already just when he went and paid ahead. Mm. You know, he paid. He he found his girl. He found. So they have the money, but they haven't rendered the service. So at this point, if he comes back and he says, well, no, nobody else here, this isn't going to work. You know, there's nobody else here that will fit in the outfit that I had in mind, and this is the fantasy I have, and this is what I want. They're going to refund him the money at that point, okay? But, uh, you know, barring something like that, once you've turned over the money, you can pretty well figure that you're going to get serviced, and that's that. Um, you know, let the buyer beware. So that's why I've always said, and, and we'll talk about this in great detail at some point, about how to choose your girl. Mm. You know, the, the amount of effort you make in picking your girl, it matters. And I've told God, countless men, do not pick off looks alone. Don't do it. That's well, the biggest mistake you can yeah, make. Yeah, you're, you're dropping a house payment on uh an evening absolutely or if not depending on the quality of the girl from what you have told me like an hour and a half to two hours of this girl's time yeah so why wouldn't you want to get the most out of your money well and that's just it and there are ways to maximize your brothel dollar and and how you choose to do that as a customer determines how successful that you're you're, you're going to be and that sort of thing but yeah, that's that's basically what it what it boils down to, though. Is you know, as long as they once they've got the money, unless they for whatever reason just can't do it, and I've outlined one of the very few reasons that they would have to refund it. Uh, at that point, you're in, you know. So um, yeah, there's not going to be a refund or anything like that, and that's why they work so hard to try to please the customer, even in a oops, we've got a problem here. How do we? How do we combat this? How do we get past this? How do we figure out a way that everybody's happy? And that's ultimately the goal. You know, let's say that outfit broke a strap and now it won't work. Well, you know, even if she doesn't have sewing skills, but she manages how to, you know, tie one into this and this into this and this and this and all, but it works long enough for her to do what she needs to do and get out of it. Right. They've satisfied the problem. They've solved the issue. Everyone, everyone's happy and everyone goes home happy. Um, but you could imagine you're the shift manager. You're sitting out there. The negotiation has taken place, right? You are sitting out there relaxing because, oh, there's no other customer sitting here. Everyone's back in a party or otherwise engaged. And all of a sudden, this girl rushes out of the room, this girl that you just – everything was fine with mm -hmm. two seconds ago. And, you, and you know, she's panicked because – this is what she's agreed to do, and now the thing is broken, and what do I do? And, you know, he's going to be upset, and, you know, I've got three minutes while he's still in the shower getting getting ready. What do I do? What do I do? And the shift manager has to calm her down, resolve the issue, and get get her the fuck back in the room. You know I mean? That's ultimately, you know, and that's, that's the job. That really is the job oh, at that point. And I can understand why she's panicking because some dude just gave her, like, 1500 of hard-earned money, yeah, to and and a new outfit that she's going and to a keep new outfit. to dress up as Slave Leia, you know, from Star Wars, and yeah, I mean, and do the thing. So that's 
absolutely you know it, it can and she feels pent that's that's very interesting and that's something we haven't talked about well is, she's worried is, because is, then is, what if this guy gives her a bad review well, and then no yeah, one wants that, to come see her that's and, what i know. mean the psychology between the the performer mm-hmm. or the worker or, or whatever connotation you want to give them they want to do a good job yeah clearly they're accepting a a, a an enormous amount of wa- money for a short period of time. Yes. I mean, you know, the, the, the money that they're getting is something that takes most people like two weeks to a month to earn. Sure. And she's getting that. For an hour or so over time. For yeah. an hour or, or so of party. And, yeah, again, you, you, you said that this business is not only built on um, – making new business but i'm sure an awful lot of it is based off of repeat business oh absolutely all the girls have their regulars so all of the girls have regulars if you don't tap into that regular and you finally have that regular and you keep the regular satisfied mm-hmm. you want want to make sure that you still give them the illusion that everything is okay even if a problem shows yeah up. absolutely so uh so that's that's the the whole assisting independent contractors that's probably the biggest part of their job uh in, at the chicken ranch, light bartending is is required, which means they need to be certified bartenders. Not necessarily. Uh, well, they need to know. They need. They certainly know how to mix a drink, well, you know, or at least fake it, or uh, have some training to understand when somebody's had too much or not enough. Certainly, although you will find the Leghorn Bar, which is connected to the chicken ranch, is quite different than next door at the uh, at the Valley Inn Bar at Sherry's because. The Leghorn Bar is there for what it's there for. It's there to offer the guy a little bit of liquid courage. You know, maybe he, he can get to know the girl a little bit before they walk back and negotiate, whatever. That's it. It's Have not, a drink or two and then you... Yeah, it's not a functioning bar in the sense that you're not there to get a bite to eat, have some drinks, watch the game. None of that is happening. Now, there. you said there was a sports bar attached to one... To Sherry's. Oh, that is Now, Sherry's. next door, that's where I'm saying, if you go next door, that is a fully functioning sports bar. So they've got a menu, there's food, there's drink. There are plenty of regulars that go in there to just eat and drink all the time and have never, ever, ever gone through the curtain and used the brothel services or, for that matter, used the hotel that's attached to it. That is kind of interesting that you, because you made mention that these places are in small counties. Like they are. Ridiculously small counties. So to go to a restaurant where the options are McDonald's or... The restaurant attached to the brothel. <laughs> well, here's here's what I'll tell you. Like, if you're in Pahrump, Pahrump is not a very big town. Now, there are, believe it or not, there are reasonable dining options in Pahrump. There is a very, very, very nice restaurant connected to the um, the winery that is in Pahrump. I know that's a, where, a right in the desert is a very odd place for a winery, but believe it or not, they've got one. Uh, and they've got great wine there too, by the way. Oh, standards and practices and location and everything. And they ship the dirt in to grow the trees in. Oh well, that's that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's, look it's at a, that. A very interesting experience. Money's flowing through that county without a doubt. So it's uh, you know that's a very nice place to eat and carries a nice price tag attached to it. Um, you know, there's your McDonald's. There's your uh, what the heck's the other Sonic? There's a Sonic there. Yeah, there's your your typical Chinese takeout mm-hmm. spot. You know, there's different things there to, to eat, of course, but... Your strip mall food. Sure, but when, when Sherry's opened and they they did the sports bar, that was that was new. I mean, that was not something a brothel had done prior to that. It was a 
a really strong idea. Oh, I should say a brothel down south had not done that before. And that was something that was very new to the county, and they were offering free tours to anybody, women, whoever wanted to come in. Again, that was something that was new to the county that hadn't really been done before. So um, that that drew in regulars who oh. then tried the food or knew the bartender because she had worked somewhere else in town or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it created this clientele of people that came in, ate, drank, watched the game tipped the bartender, you know, all that sort of thing. But then ultimately, at the end of the day, had no interest whatsoever in the girls. And that's unique and neat in its own aspect that you would have regulars that support the, the in the town that actually supports the local working establishment. Yeah. But I can also see it as a business venture, too, because, you know, there's – there's no shame in my game. You know, you make a buck, you make a buck. Absolutely. Well, the other the other aspect of that is that it's, it's a tourist trap. Yeah. Well, or not a trap. I shouldn't say not, trap. It, and what I was sort of trying to allude to when I was describing the other food situation in Pahrump, it's not like this is a huge town that has a lot of dining options. Right. So any new option that had been presented was going to see business. It's just that simple. It was going to. And be, when you add to the fact that it was such a different dining option, I think that just appealed to a lot of people, and it ultimately became what it became. Which is fun. Yeah. I mean, and it is kind of unique. You know, if you if you do want to go to Las Vegas and you're looking for something else, now it's not something that I would do. I went to go see the Grand Canyon. Right. I mean, if I'm going to see a hole, I want it to be the biggest one I could. <laughs> <laughs> you like what I did there? Well, that's a... I like that. You like that? Yeah, I like that. Although I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I, I'm struggling to remember what birthday it was of mine. One of my friends, I'm sure, will remind me at some point later after they hear this. There used to be a restaurant at Luxor, and these things change over so quickly in Vegas. Yeah, you know, it is. It was there and now gone. But there used to be a restaurant called Cat House that was oh. there that was designed to look like an 1800s bordello. Oh, that would be fun. And inside they had girls that were these one-way mirrors type, type one-way glass type thing where the girl's behind there and she's you can see her getting ready. Oh, that's an actress cool. that's putting on makeup or you know the outfit or whatever uh, that gives you this hit. So it was a sexy sort of you know throwing together the risque fan, place. the fan girls with the the, the all the servers the are thing. in bustiers and the whole thing. And um, so we were going to go to this thing and this is where I picked to go for my birthday. And I wore a smoking jacket that legitimately was made in 1920 in, in New York City. So we're standing outside of this place waiting for it to open. And this guy comes up to me wearing a suit that was easily $1,000. And he, he looks at me and says, excuse me, are you guys going into the, the club? Because what, it would be a restaurant. And then at some point the food stopped and it turned into a nightclub. Oh, and I said, why, yes, we are. And he's, he, he said he gave me his card. He was the promoter for the club and said if we decided to stay, hit him up. You know, we'll get me, get me some free bottle service in it just because of the way I was dressed. 
Nice. It was so bizarre. You were attracting was, attention to yourself uh, yeah, and adding he, to the atmosphere. Yeah, that he wanted me. Now, we did not stay that night. We had other plans, but I just thought it was amusing. And since then, I tend to go out and something like that because it does get attention and gets you free shit. Well, you're but, adding <laughs> to the atmosphere, which is what they want. They yeah. want, I mean, you, you, it, they call it cosplaying now, but you were getting into the moment of the I restaurant. I was. I was. We, we, we left the restaurant and went out to the, the sports bar. And where we cut the cake, and then the girls got some cake, and it, it was a good time. We had, we had a really, really good I like time. how you end all your stories with, it was a good time. Well, I'm not going to tell you I, anymore. I mean, there's no one needs those details. <laughs> I will say that there was uh, icing between boobs, and it, all it right. went from yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. Nobody does need those exactly. details. Exactly. Now, the next thing on the list is... Uh, a you bil- covered in icing is an image I can't no, get out of my head. No, not me covered in icing. My face was covered in icing after the... Well, never mind. Okay, uh, so ability to work a POS system that is not a piece of shit system, for those no. of you curious. <laughs> Point of service is what that means. Um, I think you, you, you use one of the rare swear words that we actually have we on don't, this show. We, we don't really curse a lot on this no. show, do we? Um, preferable cash handling experience. That's a very good question. How many... Or, or what do you think that the ratio is between on card or cash in hand at the Oh, that's a good question. At the bordello. If I'm I don't have an actual answer for this, so I'm going to guess based okay. on what I've seen over the years. I would suggest that twenty years ago when I started, it was more cash heavy. But I would suggest that now it's more card heavy. And the reason I say that is because, number one, the pr- overall the prices have increased, as as does anything else. So how much cash do you really want to carry? Mm-hmm. And also the habit of not carrying cash on you has become a lot more pervasive now than it was, say, 20 or 30 years ago. So I would suggest that over the years it's changed. Um even for me, in, in originally when I was going out there, I was taking cash. Now I just use my debit card, you know. But I would think that how if, does the charge show up in your thing? It shows up as some LLC or whatever. Oh, okay. Always, it is never. It is never anything. It never go chicken ranch. No, no, twenty no, grand. No, no, it does not. It doesn't show up as anything of the sort. And I will tell you that that's why the big business guys that go out there they write it off. Mm. Because it appears as an – it's always some entertainment company or whatever, and you have the right to write off a certain amount of money as entertainment, and so they do. Well, there you go. They, they write off their, their predilection, if now, you will. Now, you would think that the Brinks truck isn't showing up to the, the brothel as often as it used to because I could only imagine how much money they were taking in and how much they I had have, to – I will tell you I have never seen a, a cash truck show up to a brothel. Really? Now, I don't know if it happens or doesn't happen, but if it does, my suspicions are it happens through a back door where the general public is not going to see it, much like when those celebrities arrive. So at like 2 a.m. in the morning. You got it. It probably happens something like that when no one's around. Or 6 a.m. in the morning, which would probably be a better time for mm-hmm. a Brinks truck to show I, up. I would think that that would be how they would do it, or there is literally someone taking that much cash out of there, in which case I hope they have armed security because it would be a lot. It really would be. And then, well, yeah, they got to take it and deposit it somewhere. So, yeah, um, the rest of these are pretty, pretty uh, simple here. Uh, ability to work with Google Docs and Google Calendar, which I think 
is pretty self-explanatory. It's right. for scheduling, it's et cetera, et cetera. And you have to be 21 years old. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to obtain a sheriff's card, so you can't have a police record or anything like that, and have any chicanery or brouhaha or nonsense. Which is probably in everybody's best interest. And they want somebody that is a Pahrump, Nevada local. <laughs> Obviously, you cannot do this job remotely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to radio in from, from Carlisle, Pennsylvania, and... I mean, I would zoom in. I would be willing to try, but I don't think I'd be very successful at that point. I'm surprised after they posted that job, we didn't see you go, well, I'm now moving to Pahrump, Nevada. You know, historically, I don't know how well that job pays, but my suspicions are it does not pay what I'm used to getting paid. So uh, that's fair. Yeah, I don't think I could make that move. Um, Although, if somebody were to say to me, you know, you've got a lot of experience. Would you consider being the general manager of a place like that? Would I consider being Mr. Madam, if you will? Yeah, I would take the job. I would take the job because it's a lot of money, and I'm not stupid yeah, to no. refuse a lot of money for me to go do a job I know how to do. Well, and and not speaking for everybody else, and uh, because I know you well enough, mm-hmm. and I can I, I can legitimately say this without flinching, um, your your personal life wouldn't take a hit by taking this job. No, not at all, because I am um, – I've always been so open about the fact that I do this type of thing that everybody knows. There's right. nobody in my life that doesn't know that I do – now, the how, how often willing or if they have ever brought it up where they wish to speak about it is – you know, that's a different story. Right. But everybody knows. And uh, which is completely different from you taking the job to me taking the job because I would be it'd be like a fish out of water. Well, and... you would accept the job. I don't know that you'd ever get to day one because your beautiful wife would kill you. Oh no! I, in fact, I'm pretty sure the first 15 minutes of me in that job, I'd be in the bathroom, like in the fetal position, crying, asking God, "Why did I do this? And <laughs> this well, is absolutely a horrible idea." You know, it's it. Well, first of all, I would suggest that for a man. It would be an extremely challenging, if not impossible, job. And I say that because having worked, having managed a strip club, I can tell you that it's the same type of environment. And the girls, if they can try to manipulate you, they will. That's their job. They're used to doing it, and they're very, very good at it. And so if they can get a little extra favor, a little extra whatever, and that's why it's usually women in these jobs, is because they can't as easily manipulate a woman, or at least that's the theory. Do you think a man who is into specifically males might have a successful run at this job? Yes, I think he could, and I know that there have been some gay men that have worked. I know I know of at least one personally that worked for Dennis Hoff for quite a while. And was very successful in his job. Because you would think he would just show up and go, honey, you ain't getting over on me. Well, there was there was that, and he also uh, did makeup better than a lot of the girls did. So he, he became very friendly with them and could help them and, you know, that sort of thing. But, yeah, Chris was his name. And I, <laughs> I'm i sure I will tell stories of Chris at a later time, but I, I, I used to uh, – we would be at the Bunny Ranch, and Chris would be there. Of course, I would – uh, be more than willing to sexual harass him just for no reason, and it was a lot of fun, and we'd giggle and have a good time. He was a, he was a really cool guy, really 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 nice guy, but uh, but yeah, he was very successful at his job. I, I don't think you sexually harassed him. I think you teased him. Yes, well, yes, there's we'll a, call it that. There's sure. a difference between tease. Yes, and... I te- I teased it. Yeah, he liked it, so it wasn't harassment. Yeah, no, I teased the shit. As out long of him. as it's consensual. Yeah. Remember, it's consensual, and remember everything we talk about on this show is consensual. I remember at one point, <laughs> at one point I was there. And I was having a cigar with Dennis, 
and and Chris ended up sitting on my lap. And I could see that Dennis was somewhat confused by what was going on. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We just, we, we just, Chris and I would just get a kick out of doing things like that. And as far as your consensual needs go and getting a kick out of it, we want to let you know that if you want to reach out to us in the most consensual manner, please reach out to us at Behind the Red Light 702 at gmail.com where you can ask us questions uh, anonymously or if you want to be part of a uh, a collective a community, program if a you community will. Uh, Jim will tell you all about it absolutely you can go to behind the red light on the book of faces there and like us or you could just follow us if you wish to in order to be a little bit more discreet if you want to or what have you you don't have to just you know add your face to anything if you don't want to but you can always see what's up there, and we post our new episodes all the time, and any other relevant information we will post there, and so on and so forth. And you'll know that you have found us in the Book of Faces when you see this beautiful little silhouette of a woman's body in neon. And there you go. Well, there you go. Um, I really don't have anything else to tell you. There we go. So that's one episode down. And, uh, you know, of course, we record a batch of them at a time. So we will see you next week. And uh, be good to each other and be good to yourself. Yes, and we will consistently break the fourth wall for your entertainment and ours. Indeed. Have a pleasant day. Goodbye.